This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. I'll tell you what, it just seems good to be in the house of God, and uh, uh, I just really sense this just a pervading presence of the Lord. And today, for me, He is peace. Uh, you know, we've, boy, it's been a busy week, hasn't it, Mom? Yes. Running from one end to the other. Mm-hmm. Busy, busy, busy. And uh, this is the first day of a brand new week. And I sure am glad that I've met the Lord here today with just peace. And you know, uh, that might, uh, in a world that's really um, full right now of chaos and disorder and confusion and a lot of fear uh, and concern, worry uh, about even everyday uh, affairs, uh, family things, health uh, problems, finances, the future. Uh, It's just good sometimes to, it's not normal uh, to the experience in the world, but the Bible says in the word, those that keep their mind on the Lord, it will experience, we're kept in perfect peace. There is a perfect peace, which is the peace of God. So when, when uh, we declare, sometimes we have to do that by faith. Sometimes we have to say, all is well. Yeah. That's not from perhaps our position in the world, but according to the word, you know, we are being upheld by the word of his power. The position that we have is seated together with him in heavenly places, So our perspective can be the same. You know, God knows the end from the beginning, and he still says, all is well. All is going according to plan. And you say, well, what a plan. Look at all this trouble. Jesus said you'd have trouble in the world. So it's all according to the plan. You know, uh, there's some troubling things, aren't there? But the Lord says, be of good cheer, Because I have overcome the world. And he said this. He gave us his peace. And his peace is what? We we can be still and know that the Father God has everything planned before the foundation of the world. Purpose before the foundation of the world. He set his love on us. That he might uh, show his glory. uh, All that he is. All that he has. All that he can do. And don't think for a minute that the last act isn't going to be the crescendo. Uh, God saves the best for last. Look at your neighbor and say, it ain't over yet. So for today, say, so for today, I'm just going to enjoy myself. I'm going to enjoy the Lord. Because the end from the beginning is you are the healed of God and you are made whole by the stripes that wounded Jesus. Amen.
Well, no, I'm not. The doctor said, the great physician said, by his stripes, you were healed. So if you were, go ahead and be you are. He took care of it a long time ago. So just go ahead. If I were, I can now, now I are. I know I'm taking just a little bit minute but uh, here, but by faith. Just simply, you know what, Lord, I trust you. This is not going to, you, you have the final say so in my life because I say so. Hey, all is well. Put your hand on your body right now. Lord, I just declare all is well. Long and strong to 120 years. Lest you come before and I'm satisfied. Right now I can expect. 120 years, well, healed, whole, in Jesus' name. And I give you praise for it. Amen. Now look, you just go ahead and take that. If you went to the doctor and he just said, look here, all you, this is simple. We have a cure for that. Just take this pill. And you'd believe him. You'd take the pill. You'd act like it was so. Well, then take this word. He sent yes. his word and yes. healed you. So just take him at his word. All is well. Yes. Thank you, Father. All is well. There's a widow woman that uh, uh, got a promise uh, from the uh, prophet of God by the word of the Lord that she would have a son. And she had a son, and the son... Uh, um, had uh, problems and ended up dying. And, and she came to see the, the prophet. And he saw her coming a long ways off. He said, isn't that that woman that, that uh, sowed seed into our ministry? Built the room and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, so he went out. He sent his servant. He goes, something must be wrong. Look at her. She's on, she's She's why is she coming out here? And so the uh, servant went, and uh, uh, she kept on a coming. And uh, um, he said, "Well, she said when 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 she uh, um, met him, she said all is well. When she got in front of the prophet, he said, "What are you doing?'" She goes, "All is well." And he said, "The Lord's hidden it from me. I I can't. I don't know what's what's going on." Her only words were, all is well. And when he really pushed her, she said, didn't I say, well, you told me that I was going to have a child. Didn't I have a child? And he then he sent the uh, servant and he said, go, you know, lay this, lay, lay my staff on the child. And he hooked up and headed and hoofed it on uh, back there. But her only words were, all is well. And when she was really pushed, she fell back on the promise. She said, didn't you say? Didn't this what you said? Now, I know you're not lying. All is well. Are you hearing? You know, you might get pushed to the wall, but you fall back on that word. That's why coming to church is important. You get the word of God. You hear the word of the Lord. Because when push comes to shove, you fall back on that word. He sent that word and healed you. That word will sustain you. He is upholding all things by the word of his 
power. His power is released through his word. I'm helping somebody right now. Right now, you're looking for some kind of lightning and thunder to strike. I'm telling you, he is, we are upheld by the word of his power. His word is his power. When you hear the word under the anointing of God, that anointed word is the release of his power. Take it right then. Amen. You got to take the pill and then it releases in turn into your system. Take the word. It'll release that power into your system. Who am I talking to today? Somebody in the house? Stand up right now if that's speaking to you. Somebody out there? Stand up right now. Let's make a point of connect. Father, in the name of Jesus, the word says, and it is the final word, we say so along with you in agreement and alignment with that word that by the stripes that wounded Jesus, we are the healed and we are the made whole. From this very moment, we begin to recover life and life more abundantly wholeness healing health in the name of Jesus restored amen amen well all right glory be to God poke somebody move uh, towards somebody just say I got mine I hope you got yours I could go home right now but you know they're going to have food afterwards I probably would miss out but I'll tell you I came got what I needed today already hallelujah Isn't God good? He's a good God, isn't he? He's good all the time. Say this with me. Say, all is well. All is well. Tell your neighbor, all is well. It's important sometimes that we let people know, you know, we're a witness of our worship hymn and all is well. Yes, yes, thank you, Father. All is well. Well, I know your circumstance. I said, all is well. Didn't God say? God is not a man that he should lie. If he said it, won't he do it? If he said it, won't he do it? Isn't he doing it right now? I'm being upheld. You you may not know how you think. Listen, let God hold you. Just let God's truth hold you. Amen. In that position. Hallelujah. And have that perspective. Perfect peace. All is well. All is well. I say all's well in my body. All's well in our family. All's well with our children and our grandchildren. All's well because the worlds were established. They were spoken. They were created and they are controlled by the word of God. And they're being upheld. Amen. It ain't going to end, devil, like you think it's going to end. <laughs> he could read the book, still too stupid to know what's going to happen in the end. We win, you lose. You've already lost, already been defeated. Hallelujah. Now, I'm speaking right now, and this doesn't make much sense to... You know, uh, to people, but you know, you, you, your car breaks down, you go, you stupid thing. So it's not too far off of where we actually operate from. Uh, but I'm speaking right now into the unseen realm, those things that are behind of uh, what's, uh, uh, what's happening. And I'm declaring all as well. Yes. yes. In Jesus' Thank name. You, Jesus. Strike the root, and you eliminate the fruit. Amen. You ready to get on up on up into here? Amen. You want to read our uh no, you. you want to let me read it? Yeah. 
You gonna let me do all the talking today? Maybe. <laughs> oh, come on, Pastor Sandy. All right. Um, our foundation scripture. Let me get over with the paper. Worse than the computer, huh? Uh, Malachi uh, four chapter, and we've been talking about this generation. In the context of that, this is the the final word of the Old Testament, and um, uh, it it's a it's a short short chapter, but it's very very powerful uh, words that should be considered because Jesus uh, is talking about the uh, the prophet Elijah, the spirit of prophecy, the foretelling. Um, in the Old Testament, of things that were to come. Jesus, uh, uh, in his day, the disciples, uh, the Jewish people were looking, they said, Doesn't, don't the scriptures say that before the coming of Messiah, before the culmination of the ages was what their thinking was? Uh, because sometimes we, we, we think everything's going to just be an event rather than an event and a process. With God, everything is an event, then it's a process. Aren't you glad that eternity is not just a one-day event? It's an event entering into eternity, but then there's the process of forever. Amen. So get used to process. Process is not bad for us. Process is good for us. Are you listening? Process doesn't work against us. Process works for us. So they had the mindset, though, when, you know, this one event uh, takes place, Messiah comes, that, you know, uh, everything, the kingdom will be established. And they had their own idea of uh, what that was, uh, according to the context that they were living in under the thumb of of Rome, those different things. However, uh, so they quoted to to Jesus, he said, didn't the scripture say that before that day that Elijah must come? And Jesus said, well, Elijah has come, uh, uh, but they didn't receive him. Uh, he, and he was referring to John the Baptist, who preached simply a message of turning of hearts. That's what the scripture talks about. We'll read it in just a, a second here. But uh, a turning towards God, because God's heart, he said, his message was the kingdom of God is here. Turn your heart towards God because yeah. his heart is turned towards you. He was the announcement to prepare the way of the Lord. So this is the, um, the uh, scripture. And I'm going to read it out of the voice Bible today. It says, for behold, the day of burning will come. Talk about the future. Smoldering like a furnace, the arrogant and the evil will be set ablaze like the worthless chaff of grain. Neither roots nor branch will remain. I, the eternal commander of heavenly armies, promise this. But for you, the ones who tremble at the sound of my name, a warm sun of righteousness will come forth with healing in its rays. And you will go out, springing from the stalls like calves in open pasture. Then you will trample the criminal. Your feet will make them ash on the day I am preparing. I, the eternal commander of heavenly armies, promise this. Notice God said, 
two things. There is an end. There is a culmination coming. There is a day when uh, it will be no more. He says, remember the instructions from uh, the instructions which Moses, my faithful servant, received from me at Mount Horeb and gave it to all Israel. Remember its statutes and judgments. Remember the word. And keep watch. I am sending Elijah the prophet to you before the arrival of the great and terrible day of the eternal one. And he will return parents' hearts to their children and children's hearts to their parents or else I will come and strike the land of promise with a curse of annihilation. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your words today. We thank you uh, that today that you put the finishing touches on that the final word, the final say-so is yours, sir. We give you all the praise and the glory and honor for it. We ask that you would help us to know and to flow with that, know wisdom and insight, instruction, correction, understanding of your ways and your purposes. And what you're doing right now, living God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, we've uh, talked about uh, uh, this generation, and we've talked about uh, and likened it onto a tree because the Bible says that that we would be the planting of the Lord like oaks of righteousness, oaks of righteousness. And so we talked about the root, we talked about the trunk of the tree, the limbs, the branches, uh, uh, and today we're going to talk about uh, the purpose of all of that, all, the, all of the work, the energy, the effort of the root, all of the, all of the, uh, um, the efforts and energies of the, uh, the entire structure of the tree, the grandparents, the parents, is for the acorn, which would be the children, the seed of the next uh, generation of the future uh, generations. And uh, so we come to the children. Remember this, that God is a generational God. Grandparents, parents, uh, children. Uh, I think uh, um, a little while ago, uh, uh, Cindy Braswell, the pastor's, uh, her husband, her pastor in Montgomery campus down there, that she had a picture and it was five generations on her mama's side. Uh, so there was a great grandmother, grandmother, her mother, um, uh, and, uh, uh, and herself. So there's a great great grandmother in there. There was five generations represented in that uh, photograph. Now that's blessing. That is a wonderful thing to live to see your children's children's children. Amen. And for those children to have the, the influence in their life, if no more than the prayers that are prayed over that fifth generation from the first generation. What a powerful thing. We need to live long and strong so that we have those gifts and callings and anointings that are developed only in those later years that we can impart those again if we say only if only in the blessing of prayer are you hearing and we should be praying for the acorn shouldn't we we should be we 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 have every reason uh and and the greatest reason to continue uh keeping on keeping on uh, because of the future 
uh, generations, you know. So when we come to the children, we ask this question, well, what about the children? In light of everything that's going on today, you know, uh, is it, isn't uh, uh, the devil's greatest uh, fear is that not not so much the root or the or the trunk uh, of the tree, you know, uh, or the limbs and all of that. But if he can, if he can get the acre, mm-hmm. he can stop. Yes. There is the there is the annihilation is uh, uh, is his ultimate goal is to kill off every human being made in the image and likeness of God that they would first of all never be born. You know, I know it's not popular, but what about 60 plus million aborted babies? I wonder word I wonder uh you know uh when the time comes uh on at whose feet will will that fall I think as a, as this generation whether we're grandparents or we are um parents uh, or or children that these the question what about the children now thank god See, before the age of accountability, every child that dies, every miscarriage, every abortion, every child that dies of tragedy, sickness, or disease, whatever, uh, you know, before the age of accountability, uh, you know, they're with the Lord. They're with the Lord. They're innocent. So they're with the Lord. That's what the thousand years is going to be like. If you read the Bible, the millennial reign of Jesus, remember there's a whole, there are millions, millions of people uh, that will be here on the earth that have not been exposed like you and I and had the choice to serve Jesus, to denounce the devil. Are you listening? All these things make perfect sense. All is well. God's got uh, all of that on, in him. But while we're here on the earth, uh, there is this propitiation. Uh, the seed continues to drop from the trees. Amen. And the Bible says uh, about this that in Psalms 127, and um, we can... Uh, I want to read that, and I'll have you read that out of the Passion uh, Bible here, Sam. And then the whole, actually the whole thing, and I'll read, uh, and it's it's two pages. It's all of this, and then turn the page, and then I'll read it out of the Voice Bible. If God's grace doesn't help the builders, they will labor in vain to build a house. If God's mercy doesn't protect the city... All the centuries will circle in vain. It really is senseless to work so hard from early morning until late at night, toiling to make a living for fear of not having enough. God can provide for his lovers even while they sleep. Children are God's love gift. They are heaven's generous reward. Children born to a young couple will one day rise to protect and provide for their parents. Happy will be the couple who has many of them. 
A household full of children will not bring shame on your name, but victory when, you're fa- when you face your enemies. For your offspring will have influence and honor to prevail on your behalf. I know in another translation it says uh, there, uh, your reward, but I like that it said children are God's love gift. Doesn't that seem a little odd to you? Like he's talking about one thing and then he just goes on to a totally different subject. I don't think that God's as scatterbrained as that. And this actually is called a, a... it, it was a psalm of King Solomon. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's called The Song on the Stairway by King Solomon. You know, God is going to finish what he started. And his house that he talks about is his family. Yes. You know, we, can, sometimes we, we take on ourselves, you know, certainly we need responsibility where all of those things are concerned. But God's going to have a people. God's going to have a people. Be careful in making a living that you forget to have a life. What he's saying here, he goes, listen, I got this all planned out. You're not going to run out of gas. You're not going to run out of food. You're not going to run out of shelter. You're not going to run out of sunshine. You're not going to run out of rain. You're not going to run out of anything. I've got it all taken care of from the start to the finish. And if that ain't enough, I'll create some more. That's what he's saying in, in this. And then it, it says, God provides for his own. It's pointless to get up early, work hard, and go to bed late, anxiously laboring for food to eat, for God provides for those he loves even while they are sleeping. That goes ties into where we're at today in resting. And he says this. Now, now the, the voice Bible says this. Know this. Children are a gift from the eternal, the fruit of the womb of his rewards. He ties that together saying, you know, yeah, you have some responsibility, but I'm going to be the provider for my own family. If I give them to you, I'm going to help you take care of them. Hmm? A lot of the reason for uh, for folks conveniently, are you listening, uh, the the context now in a lot of... uh, uh, you know, the reasons for, you know, uh, not having children or getting rid of children uh, before they're born is an economic one. Well, the economy. Well, here God's saying, listen, you know, uh, this isn't all up to you. It's my economy. God has an economy called kingdom economy. Amen. And it's for the family. It's all for the family. You know, when, you, when your parents, you, everything, every decision, when you, you're having children, uh, uh, and, you know, uh, every decision is around providing for those children. Same thing when you become grandparents. You get a, you get a few, uh, a little space of time, you know, to just stretch out and think, you know, thank God they're, they're you know, 
uh, their parents are going to take care of them, but then you know their birthday comes along and all that, and then you start thinking about, uh, you know, leaving an inheritance for them or whatever. So, you know, you never stop being uh, part of the family or concerned with the family. It says, know this, the children are a gift from the eternal. Actually, one translation says that they are a heritage from the Lord. Heritage means that passed down from the preceding generation. You know, children are God's greatest investment, and they're our greatest investment. Everything we do, we do it for you, says the grandparents, says the parents. You know, I thought about this while we were worshiping God just a a few moments ago. If I had this to do all over again, and I had a choice, now we, we each must do our part. But remember where we started out in ministry was with kids. Remember? I guess they figure it's a good matchup, you know, uh, you know, young people, young parents with kids, that you would have a heart, you'd have a concern. It's amazing to me that people just want to come to church today and throw their kids, you know, uh, in the Roman don't want to invest anything where that's concerned. We we felt like if our kids were being ministered to, that we would invest in ministry to other people's kids as well. And that was the opportunity. If I had to do it all over again, knowing what I know now, you know, if God says you can minister to, you know, you can minister to the generations, which one would you want to minister to? I would pick the kids. I feel like the greatest return on the investment of my time, energies, and efforts would be the kids. That's the truth. Amen. I mean, you know, if going to church every Sunday and, you know, all that, I, I would, you know, uh, I would take that option, knowing what I know now. Now, as a pastor, you know, uh, going forward, uh, I'm determined, we've de- decided and determined that that will be our greatest investment. Amen. I invite every grandparent and every parent to come along with us, but I'm going to tell you where the bullseye is for us. It's what about those kids? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Now I realize that, you know, there are different perspectives. But understand this. We live in a culture right now that has devalued the generations, the connection there, and and so far confused and deluded the purpose so far that we can even kill babies in the womb. We can just, the disregard comes into this, the disregard for the future. The devil's after the acorn. Are you listening? And the tree needs to understand it's all about that acre. Period. Okay. You know, well, where there's been the disconnect, we have to go back and make a connection between. Amen? But, you know, uh, because what about the children? Well, they will determine the future. Let's, let, did you read down through there and hear what 
uh, passage you read out of the Passion Bible, it says this, Your sons born in your youth are a protection like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Happy is the man who has his quiver full, for they will help and protect him when he is old. He will not be humiliated when he is accused at the gate, for his sons will stand with him against his enemies. Now, you know, if you watch the local news and see what, you know, uh, and see the cupcakes that are, are, you know, my hope isn't in that. My hope is in there is a generation rising that God is involved with that will turn to God and look to God. And yes, they will be the ones, are you hearing? They will be the ones that... Uh, that take over and have dominion. This thing's not going to end like the devil desires or designs it to. You know, well, it's getting dark and dark and evil men are going worse. Jesus said when the coming of the Son of Man, he said, you won't have to make no mistake. No one will. He said, see that no man deceive you. That's the, the image of the last days. He said, make sure you're not deceived in the last days. He said, for when I, they're going to say, here he is. He's over there. He said, he said, when I come, he goes, I'm going to light up this whole thing. I'm going to light you up. Understand? They make no mistake. I I am going to appear with all of my angels in full glory. Full glory. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something now. You know, that, that's not, that glory will be seen rising on you. It will be seen resting on you. It will be seen on the sons and the daughters of the Most High God who have come into, or you listen, come into that place of maturity. That is the protection. What's the protection against the lie? Tell the children the truth. Raise them in the truth. Well, in Proverbs 22, 6, he tells us, the Lord instructs us to train up a child in the way he should go, and when he gets older, he will not depart from it. And there's another one in Isaiah 54, 13. It says, all your children, excuse me, all your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. You know, the Lord has instructed us. I've got a couple more here. I'm going to go ahead and read them to you. I'm telling you, there's scripture after scripture after scripture about us training our children, being an example to our children. You know, um, in Proverbs 8, 1, 8 and 9, it says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction. And forsake not your mother's teachings, for they are graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. Now, sometimes our children don't see it when they're young, but we still have to be that example because someday they're going to get older. They're going to remember because those seeds get planted, whether they come up immediately or sometimes they get dormant or sometimes it seems like, well, what happened you know, uh, with all that they were doing, and then they got away from God. Let me tell you, but they'll always come back to the things of God because those seeds, those godly, holy seeds were planted, and then they also are seeing that you have stayed with God and have been faithful to God and his house. Amen? Um, and in uh, Matthew nineteen fourteen. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. 
for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. That's why it's so important that we care for our children, minister to them, you know, take time out, volunteer when you can, because they are our precious seed. They are our future. Not letting children, not exposing them to the gospel, to the truth, not bringing them to the house of God uh, hinders them in life. I've had conversations with people. And I said, let me tell you something. You may decide that you don't want to go to church, see. But, th- but you're going to pay a price with those children when they grow up. Because that's not the right way to go. You're not showing them the right way. You're not allowing them to choose the right way for themselves. You're a great hindrance to them that would lay at your feet and then be surprised that when they turn 13, 14, 15, that they don't want anything to do with God or you. Yes. They'll be you first, but also God. Mm-hmm. Trust me, we don't live that out, see. You know, I think about, you know, as a, as, a, as a child. I mean, almost before you could remember anything, but were exposed at least to church. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, think about the little mustard seed. Of that exposure that later on when, you know, we had to make a choice about our own way in for, for us in the 20s, you know, that we, that we turned toward God. Because there was enough of a minuteness of a mustard seed in there where we'd been exposed to God. That there is a God. And related him to church. We've got some generations now that, I mean, have completely dropped out. I mean, you know, oh, I don't need church. You know, well, then you don't need God. Because I'm going to tell you what. Now, well, I can be, see, that ruffles religious feathers. I really don't care. Put you in the plucker and stick you in the oven when you're done. Amen? That's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. Jesus is building his church. That includes a corporate gathering. And it may not be right now, but I'm telling you before this thing is all said and done, stadiums won't hold. Are you listening? Stadiums won't hold you. Uh, Church buildings won't hold you. They'll be full to the overflowing. Why? Because there will be a gathering. He said, I will gather your sons and daughters from the east and the west, wherever they've been scattered, the north and the south. I'll say, give up, and they're going to come carried on the arm. I'm going to look to what the Lord's doing, not what men are doing where that's concerned. Well, Amen. In, in Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7, it says, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts mm-hmm. and press them on your children. Mm-hmm. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. It's not enough just to tell them about God. They need to be shown about God. Mm -hmm. See, we have a lot of people nowadays that say, oh, well, you know, uh, I talk to them about God at home, but are you showing them some example by getting up, going into the house of God, that he instructs us to not forsake ourselves for the assembling and coming together with one another Mm -hmm. and praying one for another? You know, are they seeing examples? We've got to set examples and then talk about, him at home show them they're not looking for perfect parents right 
We're looking for ones that love God and are seeking God, and that's what they'll remember. See, those are the precious seeds that will be planted in their hearts, is when they hear us talking about them in the house, out of the house, in the good times, in the bad times, you know, when we have a fit, or when we say, hear us say we're sorry, or ask God to forgive us. They see us in all these things, yes. but it always comes back to God. They always get back, pointed back to Jesus. No matter what's going on in the house, outside the house, what they always see is that in it all, we always say, Jesus, Uh he's the one. Pray, pray. You need to pray. We need to pray. Amen. What about the children? uh, If they're a heritage from the Lord, passed down from the that which is passed down from the preceding generation if it's true that everything that we do we do it for you talk about the children as our greatest investment what will be passed down what will be passed down uh, to our children well proverbs the 13 chapter says this it says the benevolent person turn over here and uh, one says a good person, a good man, but it says a benevolent person. What's a benevolent person? A person that, that is living a life that's more about giving than getting. Made in the image and likeness of God. God's the ultimate giver of himself. For what? For his family. Think about that. It says, a benevolent man leaves an inheritance that endures to his children's children. A, think, what, what about an inheritance that endures? What would be an enduring inheritance? What, that, that which lasts, see? And I'm going to tell you what, we bought bicycles, motorcycles, pianos, and musical instruments, clothes, hamsters. <laughs> I mean, project after project, vehicles that got tore up. I mean, you know, none of that stuff lasted. See, but the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord. See, I stay connected to the blessing. We have determined to stay connected to the blessing of the Lord. Even when our children decided, I'm going to disconnect from it and you and God. Are you listening? Or hold that loosely or lightly. Amen. A lot of the generation now says, well, I still believe in God. I can still be, uh, you know, a good Christian. Yeah, you could be a good Christian, but you ain't ever going to be the best Christian because it takes, the, it takes going after God's best and staying away is not God's best. Okay? You can't just pick and choose where that's concerned. Well, we're not under the law. No, we're under, the, uh, you know, uh, grace, and grace is harder. See, the law says don't commit adultery. The grace says don't even lust in your heart. (laughs) Are you listening? Amen. The law says don't commit the act. The grace says, but what about your heart? What about your heart? And then in the keeping of the Ten Commandments, there's only two. If you love God 
And love neighbor as yourself, it says this, that, you know, you won't, you'll keep God's first, you won't covet, you won't kill, you won't steal, you won't, all that kind of stuff. But right in the middle of that, the hinge pin sometimes of the blessing, and sometimes it ain't working for us, sometimes the door's closed and locked because we're just not doing what needs doing out of the obedience to the faith. That's how the blessing works. And you know, one of them says this, honor the Sabbath. Amen? Keep the Sabbath holy. Because God separated that out. So on Sunday, we do, and we keep it here uh, on Sunday. What do we do on Sunday? You know, well, we go to God's house. We have six days for our house, but on Sunday, you know, we honor God by honoring his house. And showing up for the family gathering. Amen. Why are you pressing that point? Because I'm going to tell you what. Now there's a lot of faces that are missing. And you may say well things have changed. Times have changed. Yeah they have. And remember though the history always repeats itself. Someday you're going to come back around. And there's a lot of pieces missing from your puzzle. And you just have part of what you should have had. And your life is not whole like it should have been. And you would not be blessed in all things and in every way as God has purposed that you would. Because you've got, you missed out. You know, to live accurately, you'd have to deal with where am I missing it. It's never, you know, uh, well I got all of that right. See? I got a 52 on the test. So I got 52 right. Yeah, but you got 48 wrong. And and 100 is where you want to be. At the very least, 65. Ask me how I know. Do students know 65 is the bare minimum? Yeah, but I got 52 right. Didn't even lift the minimum. Didn't even live in the minimum. Even though you got celebrated what you got right. If you get more wrong than you get right. And in the kingdom of God, righteousness. All is well. Because all is right. Wouldn't you like to have, look at your life and have all All the areas you could look and say all is well. All is well. Not just some. Some of the greatest heartaches in our life is when our children or grandchildren are struggling. Away from God. Missing out. Missing it. Amen? Well, the blessing of God... uh, is the heritage that we want to live. That's the inheritance that we want to live. And that would be, first of all, it would be spiritually, that there is a faith that is governed by obedience. There's an obedience to the faith. Whatever God says, that's what we do. Well, you know, God has not spoken to me about that. Honey, God is spoken. And God never is telling us to do something or Mm -hmm. asking uh, to try to get something from us, he's Goodness trying to no. get things to us. Yeah. In Deuteronomy 5 and 29, it says, Oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me and keep all my commands always, 
so that it might go well with them and their children forever. See, when God's asking us to do a thing, to obey his ways and walk in his ways, Mm -hmm. it's not because he's trying to take something from us. He's trying to get something to us. He's trying to bring blessing into our lives and into our children and our children's children. You know, so even, you know, as young children or sometimes, you know, even as old adults, we say, oh, God, you know, and he's, but we got to be reminded if God's asking you to give up a thing or to do a thing for him or to spend more time with it, him, it's because he's trying to get something to us. Mm-hmm. He's trying to bring the blessing into our lives so that we can be blessed to be a blessing. And in our, our and that's the inheritance of our children's children. A good yes. person, say, a benevolent person. What are you going what are you going to have to give to your children's children? That the inheritance that endures yes. is a life as an example of a worshiper and a witness to God, the greatest thing, you know, that uh, that you can uh, give is that legacy of faith. Mm-hmm. All the striving, you know, to get all we can and to sit on the can, but it's like, you know, find out as you go forward in life, it's what are you going to leave behind? Mm-hmm. That's the legacy. You know, your your uh, your struggle is it becomes your story, and your story is to become your contribution, and your contribution is your legacy. It's what I leave behind, yes, yes. what I give to the the future generation, mm-hmm. uh, the future generation yes. is faith in God, obedience to God, the blessing of God, which is first spiritual, yes. is spiritual. Amen. And uh, and then secondly, uh, it will manifest. It will be brought out into the open where it can be seen, be said of us like Abraham, the root, where it says God has blessed him in everything and in every way. Full, rich, ripe lives. I thank God saying that there's a generation rising. I have hope. Yes. Sometimes it skips a generation or two. You know, it's not up to us. You know, uh, I'm in this generation, so I chose for me. You know, uh, we we give our children their lives, uh, and then we let them live their lives. Amen. Same thing with our grand uh, our grandchildren. If we live uh, long and strong, it'll be our grandchildren's uh, children as well. Um, but. You know, you don't. We we choose for ourselves. But I am extremely hopeful. I see the stirrings of the yes. Spirit of God. Yes. The devil will always only get enough rope to hang himself. And all this darkness and all this hopelessness and all this stuffs out in the world doesn't do anything but cause the the, the generations that yes. got any sense at all to turn towards the light. Now that's where the church comes in. That's where you and I, you know, this little light of mine, you need to be letting it shine. Give God the glory. Give God the glory. It's his story. Your story ought to be his story. Giving God the glory. That's why we exist is to give God the glory. Why do you do what you do? To give God the glory. To live like there's a God. 
There's a God who's mighty and powerful and loving and kind and should be served. A God who what he says is absolute truth and it's absolutely right. And all other men, devil, all other stuff is nothing but a lie. It's dead ends. It doesn't work. Amen. Been there, done that. I got so many t-shirts, put them up for a yard sale. Amen. Oh, man, you know, you can have that now. You can have that. I'll tell you right now, that, that's a pretty picture on the, uh, on the front, nice writing on the back, but it's a hell hole to live in. <laughs> Amen. Well, now, are you ready to pray, Mama? I, 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 people have caught some things here. Pastor you know. Ron comes. That's our prayers that you catch some things. And, you know, uh, uh, some people say, you know, well, well you, you're pretty strong about all that. Listen, if somebody, if, if you knew, and people use this all the time, but if you knew there was danger up ahead and you could do something about it, see, I'm going to be a flag waving, jumping, you know, put nail strips in the road if that's allowed. I mean, anything to keep this, to keep folks from just tipping off over into the oblivion of you know the foolishness of the age we need to we need to we need to be people that are out and about the father's business and wake up to what's really happening and going on in our families in the neighborhood in the community in the country and in the world the devil knows Exactly what he's after, do you and I? Because if it's easier for him to get the acorn than to just uproot the tree or to cut the deal with all of the limbs and the branches, all that kind of stuff. Oh, he'll tip anybody over. He'll huff and puff and blow. He'll tip any tree over that he can. Get you to quit. He's always after your faith in God. But the eternal is my hope. Yes. Yes. He said this, you, you know, it's under we labor and labor and we work, but unless God builds the house or builds the family, we just are struggling. Trying. God is at work yes. and he is doing something in yes. these generations that are rising. I want to be part of that. I want to, I, I, I'm not the master builder, but I want to be some help. I want to be a gopher. I want to go for it. Amen? I want to see this house as the house of the Lord be a place where there's the laughter of children. Where where, where there is where there is a refuge for them. A high tower of his name raised up a standard of truth raised up. A place where we will show them the truth and tell them the truth and let them decide for themselves but expose them to the goodness of God expose them to the glory of God when they're sick we'll we'll show them the love of God that heals when they're troubled and disturbed we'll show them the peace of God that passes all understanding when all through their coming uh, ups and their going uh, outs and going forth that they will have a firm foundation of the love of God that they will catch what can never be taught, but it will be caught in this house. God loves you. Yes. God's for you. Yes. God will never forsake you. 
God always cares about everything that you are concerned with. He will perfect that which concerns you. You will be taught of the Lord, filled with the Holy Spirit, born again, raised in the glory. There is a generation rising, but I'm gonna tell you what I'm speaking to this generation of the root and this generation of the tree. What about the children? The life of God, we need to pull up, pull up out of the goodness of God, the greatness of God. You have everything you need. Get your feet down solid and begin to pull up your faith in God for the family, for the family, for the family and at every occasion, every thought, every, every moment that you can, make an investment, make an investment, make the investment, the greatest investment. Well, what can I do they well there's plenty to do and God will show you and God will tell you what to do God help us God help us in our nation in our community in our families God help us what about the children what about the future the seed of the future family. God, we agree with you and we ask you that you let it be true in our lifetime that there is a generation yet to be born that will praise you. That will praise you. That will recognize you for who you are and will appreciate all that you do and will honor all that you have. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Now listen. It's it's something to be born into this world. It's a gift from God. Life is a gift from God. But there's an even greater gift called eternal life. Because this life is not all that there is. And there's a greater birth called the rebirth of the being born again. And Jesus said, except a man or a woman be born again, you can never see, never know, never be part of the kingdom of God. Let me ask you, are you born again? Have you accepted Jesus' generous offer to be your substitution, to pay the price that you could never pay? You don't want to pay. You don't want what you deserve. We need mercy. Let me me ask you again today. Have you been born again? so simple. It's believing with the heart. The Bible says, for with the heart... A man or a woman, a person, believes unto righteousness. That's the right way. It says, and with the mouth confesses Jesus as Lord. Is he your Lord? Have you asked him to lord your life, to be the leader, and you'll be the follower, to be the boss, and you'll just live to do what he says? Let me invite you right now, this day. Don't wait another moment. Don't wait. Don't wait. We don't. We're not guaranteed the next breath, the next moment, tomorrow. Let's find the Lord while He may be found. Yes, yes, Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, He's working in hearts right now. He's working in lives right now. Come to Jesus. Let's come and bow before the cross and bow before the One who loved you and and died for you, gave himself for you. 
say, Dear Jesus, come into my life. You be the leader. I'll be the follower. Forgive me. I've made such a mess. But Lord, I thank you that you can make it all new. I trust you. Make me new. Change me. Change everything, Jesus. I say, I believe that God raised you from the dead. Now raise me from the death of being separated from you. Raise me to new life. And I believe that you're now my Lord and I am yours. I'm done with the devil. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, congratulations. That is the entire point of this life. Now eternity is settled. Now forever has been finally fixed and is forever settled in your life. Welcome to the family. You have a new heavenly father who loves you. You're about to discover a wonderful life. A life full of his goodness, full of his greatness, full of whatever it takes to see you all the way through to the other side. We want to thank you for being open and honest and giving your heart to the Lord today. We'll do anything that we can to help you. We have materials that we'll send to you for free. Contact us the many ways through social media or here at the church. And we'd like to invite you uh, to come in person so we can meet you in person. And we look forward to that day. Until the next time, our prayer for you, as always, is that you would have a heart that's at rest. Because you're coming to discover more and more how very blessed you are. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.